This week on Inside Motorsport, we continue our chat with the Northwest Car Club's Stephen Mott. What has been one of the big challenges for the club over the COVID period to to keep your membership engaged and to, to keep everyone um, informed and part of the community? Yeah, look, I guess we were probably here in Tasmania very lucky um, compared with what happened on the mainland. We, we weren't disrupted too badly with our events, but Certainly the challenge around event paperwork, documentation, a lot more expectation on that front for our officials. So that's been the most difficult thing to, to get um, happening, I guess. We do have a car club newsletter that we send out to our mailing list, which is, I think, something like 400-odd people now that get our newsletter. So that that's a, a good way of sort of engaging with people. Uh, Facebook, of course. And we've tried having a few social events too as well, which are a, a good, fun, easy event to organise. And, and you don't often get to really socialise with people too much these days in an event. Everyone's busy, whether they're competing, officiating or organising. So, yeah, it's nice to be able to do that with our membership. Things have, have, have turned out nicely. I think we're, we're coming out the other side now and everything's seems stronger than ever, our membership and interest in events. So, yeah, I, I think hopefully we're past the worst and heading into positive territory. For the rest of 2020, with such a diverse program, are there people who might only do the hill climbs and then they'll official for the motor carners and and so on and so forth? Do you have specialists or does everyone just want to get out there every time you've got an event of any type on? Well, it's interesting. Times have changed, I guess. Back in the 80s and 90s, I think there was a, a lot more cross-pollination. People did a bit of everything. Um, you had a, your, your car may have even been your, your daily driver and you might have done a rally on the weekend or a hill climb or, or whatever was available. Nowadays, I, people definitely specialise a lot more. So a lot of our hill climb cars are becoming fairly specialised for, for bitumen only and circuits and, and gravel as well. Um, same sort of thing. The gravel cars have become very specialised. So, But... There are still a few people that, that do every event they can and, and rock up at motor carners and find something in the uh, on the trading post for a good price and, and come and do a motor car or something as well. So, yeah, look, there's a bit of everything goes on and I guess that's um, most clubs would be the same. I know for the hill climb you have about seven different classes running. Can you talk to us about the range and the, the breadth of cars that members have? Yeah, we, we only run a small amount of classes compared with with the main, obviously they've got a like, lot bigger entries and, and fill up all the, all the classes. So we've sort of combined ours somewhat and refined them over the years. So we get everything from people in their standard road car. We had a hill climb a couple of weeks ago. We had a, some people in brand new Toyota Yaris, the little four drive turbo cars, which um, seem to be very popular. Late model, new, brand new Commodores, things like that. We also have people in classic Datsuns and Toyota Sprinters. Uh, obviously, um, people are still very passionate about their two-wheel drive cars. We still get a few specials, uh, hill climb specials. All-wheel drives, of course, are, are popular. And even gravel rally cars, as we mentioned earlier, some of the guys with their gravel rally cars will compete on the on the bitumen too. So we do get a diverse range of cars and drivers, which is, I think that's the great thing about club-level motorsport, but when a lot of our top-level motorsport now have gone to 
parity formulas which are you know pretty much identical everything you can come along to a club event and a senile datsun 1600 or a rx8 with a chevy v8 in it or a you know sports car of dodge viper v10 you know so that to me is the great thing about what we do still a lot of that run what you brung mentality in in your club at least oh for sure yeah absolutely we get some of the the professional guys that or semi-professional I should say that compete in Targa and big events coming along but yeah plenty of guys building stuff in their sheds and and bringing it out and having a run which is great. A lot of people like myself think about the northwest and and parts of Tasmania as logging country what's it like relationships with council with forestry to be able to get on the roads to hold your events? Oh, I think we're, we're pr- probably pretty lucky. We do, we've had some great forestry roads over the years. Times have changed a bit. Some of the forestry companies have changed hands and the road maintenance probably isn't there like it was 20 or 30 years ago, which is a bit of a shame. Some of our, our roads aren't available anymore, but we have a great relationship with Sustainable Timbers Tasmania. So we use a lot of their roads. They're maintained very well. And look, yeah, they, they bend over backwards to help us out to to run events so yeah we're very lucky i guess and and to have the standard of roads we, we've got some sort of iconic roads i guess for, we think they are down here particularly out around the circular head region they're mm. beautiful condition and we, i think we can count ourselves pretty lucky and have you had many members go on and turn their love of motorsport into a professional career of any sort certainly in recent memory uh, most of our guys are i guess doing it for the love, some have gone on to the higher higher levels, of course. Guys like Jamie Vandenberg and um, Eddie Maguire both went on to win Target Tasmania, uh, which is a, a pretty big feat. Back in the 60s, some of the guys that came through were sort of local legends, I guess, but the, the, the one that most people would know is Don McCormick, who went on to be three times Australian Gold Star winner in Formula 5000s. Back in the 70s, yeah, he was a member in the, of the club in the 1960s and, and competed at the local hill climbs, and, and, and I think he even might have gone in a trial or two back in the day, but yeah, he, he went on to big things. And your patrons, Vern Little, the Littles had a wealth of history in the club on their own. Vern's a guy that came to the club later in life he always loved cars and wanted to do a bit of racing and when he retired he thought i'm going to do this so at 67 he bought himself a toyota mr2 and decided to go racing which is a fantastic story in itself but yeah he also got involved with the club at organizational level and him and his wife ran our food van for many many years and very successfully and which raised a lot of funds for the club and now he's yes he's become our patron which is which is really great he's perfect for the role he loves to get around and, and talk to people and encourage them and welcome new people into the club and into the sport and at events so yeah look people like that every club needs don't they yes indeed and for yourself what's your racing background and what have you loved so much about being part of the Northwest Car Club and and motorsport in general. I, I got interested in motorsport watching uh, rallying on on television back in the ABC days when they used to have a bit of ARC stuff in the in the 80s. And when I got my P plates, I thought, right, we're going to do this. And me and a mate joined the local club, and uh, we haven't really looked well, looked back to be honest. Rallying was such an adventure, particularly when we started. It was night event out through the Hillier Gorge, south of Burnie, and for a couple of young 17 year olds, green as grass, it was a it was a huge adventure, you know, heading off into the night, not knowing where we were going and trying to get back to the finish in one piece. It was a real adventure. So from that, we've, you know, made a lot of 
great friends. Um, and a lot, there's been a lot of people that were there when I started that are, are still in the, involved with the club. And it's such a friendly club. It's really been a joy to be a member over the years. And I can remember a lot of the funny times at the end of rallies and things like that when the, the parties afterwards were... Uh, Everyone got together and had a lot of fun, and that, that sticks out in my mind. Well, I know you have a sweet tooth, Stephen, and any club that has sponsorship of House of Anvers, you'd be putting them up to have the club meetings every month, wouldn't you? <laughs> Van Gogh makes world-class chocolates over at uh, Pass La Trobe. Yeah, look, he's a motorsport guy. He, he's raced in Target Tasmania and Rally Tasmania over the years, and, yeah, he's a member of our club and comes along and does events and, he even comes along and does a road closure for us every now and again, helps out at working boots. He's a great member and he, he even supplies some chocolates for our officials at events too. So, uh, yeah, look, it, it, it's all good down here, I, I, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, for people who want to find out more about the Northwest Car Club there in Tasmania, your website, which has uh, a lot of information about what's going on, is nwcctas.net. Dot au and Stephen, it's been a pleasure catching up with you and uh, having a chat about what's going on up there in the northwest of Tasmania. Well, thanks very much, Craig, for having us on the show, and it's it's been great to talk to you and and spread word about our our club and our our little state down here. And um, yeah, look, if people want to get involved with motorsport, please get in touch, and we'll help you out. My thanks to Stephen Mott for joining us on Inside Motorsport. Next time round, we go up to Queensland and have a look at the Central Queensland Motorsport Club. Until then, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.